0: Welcome to Standing in the Gap. I'm your host, preacher, Brandon Harrell. Standing in the Gap is a weekly audio Bible study dedicated to the verse-by-verse exposition of the KJV Scriptures. It is my prayer that through these studies, the lost will be saved, the believer edified, and most of all, that the Lord Jesus Christ will be magnified and honored through the proclamation of His Word. For correspondence information, please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. May the Lord bless you as you listen to this week's Standing in the Gap. All right, time again for Standing in the Gap. This is Preacher Brandon, and we're continuing our study in the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, We're looking now for the third week at the birth of Christ. We've seen so far in our text here, beginning in verse 18, Joseph's discovery. We saw uh, the season of this discovery. We dealt with the fact that he was espoused to Mary. And uh, we looked back at the Annunciation there in Luke chapter 1, what the Lord had revealed to Mary by the angel and uh, how that she had consented to uh, be the vessel of God whereby he would bring his son into the world we talked about the, the the surprise of this discovery, how that uh, Joseph uh, was shocked. The scripture says she was found with child. The word "found" there has the idea of to being of uh, being seized a hold of, or seized, uh, seized or grasped suddenly. And we talked about how that Mary had lived a life above reproach, so that it was hard for people to believe that this was her condition. And then we dealt with the substance of his discovery. The Bible says she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And uh, we said the only thing more surprising and shocking or uh, the only thing harder to believe than Mary's uh, pregnancy uh, and the possibility of misconduct was her explanation that she gave. When Joseph asked her, no doubt wondering, had she committed adultery or had she been abused? She responded that she had been approached by the angel uh, and that she was pregnant with child of the Holy Ghost. And so Joseph obviously uh, understanding that uh, an individual could not get pregnant, a woman could not get pregnant without the aid of a man, uh, was then uh, left with a choice. What would he do? And uh, today we'll begin to think about Joseph's decision. We saw his discovery, and now we see his decision. Now, Mary, no doubt, brought up the fact that her cousin Elizabeth was now six months along with John the Baptist. And being far past age of bearing children, she probably uh, tried to convince him that a miraculous conception was not an impossibility because uh, it was so with Elizabeth. But still, Uh, It's different to have a child at an old age than it is to have a child without the aid of a man. And so Joseph, no doubt convinced that uh, Mary has done something wrong, has a decision to make. Now think about his decision. In verse 19, the scripture says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. Joseph's decision. Notice, first of all, his character, being a just man. This is a man who believed God. His belief in God, his belief in God's Word, his belief in the coming Messiah, no doubt, had been accounted unto him for righteousness. He was just, not in that he was holy in and of himself or just in and of himself, but he had been declared just by God. That's what this phrase means. Joseph was a believer. He was of that believing remnant that remained on the face of the earth at the first advent of the Lord Jesus. He was looking for the coming Messiah. And here he is, faced with this terrible situation, this terrible situation, Uh, circumstance, as far as he can tell. But the fact that he is a just man was going to play a major role in the decision to which he would come, his character. He was a just man. Those who are just, those who we would call saved, regenerated, those who are believers, ought to behave themselves, even in difficult circumstances, differently than the world. Now, Joseph, had a couple of choices. Uh, First of all, there was the option of public stoning. The adulterous in the uh, Jewish economy was worthy of stoning. That was the sentence that could be carried out upon those who were guilty of such a sin as this. Now, I'm not sure to what degree public stonings would have taken place in those days. We know that they did, uh, for they stoned Stephen to death in the book of Acts, Uh, but I'm not sure how common they were, but no doubt they did occur. And Joseph had that for an option. He could have read the law there in Deuteronomy chapter 22, and you can go and look at those verses. One, uh, I believe begins in verse 13 and following, and you can find out uh, how God had prescribed for them to deal with adulterous uh, individuals. And so stoning was certainly an option. But then he also had the option of writing her a bill of divorcement in chapter 24 of Deuteronomy, verse 1. That's where that law is put forth. Now, do you remember the controversy over that? The Pharisees asking the Lord Jesus, can we put away our wives for any cause? And they said, Moses commanded that we write a bill of divorcement. Of course, the Lord Jesus straightened them out on that. He said, no, he didn't command it. He gave the option because of the hardness of your heart. But from the beginning, it was not so. It was not the will of God. God had had to allow for this so that women could still be cared for and taken care of, uh, even if a man had put them away. And uh, so they uh, they would write a bill of divorcement. This would have been done more quietly. This would have been done uh, more easily. And so Joseph uh, comes to his conclusion. In verse 19 it says, He being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. Joseph, because he was a just man. Listen, just men re, uh, lean toward mercy; they lean toward compassion. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall inherit the earth. We're told over and over in Scripture that we are to have compassion one upon one for another. We are to bear one another's burdens. Galatians tells us to restore those that have fallen. And this ought to be the attitude and the desire of every Christian heart when an individual commits sin. Yes, uh, he would have been right to put her away in that state. Uh, Of course, he uh, would have had the law on his side in that regard. And uh, he would have been right if he'd have said, let's be as harsh with this as we can. But because he was a just man, because he was one that loved the Lord, because he was one who understood that God had had mercy upon him, he was in turn willing to have mercy upon those that had offended himself. And all oh, brothers and sisters, how we need that lesson to be learned in our day. Uh, we are so hard on the sins of others and so easy on the sins of ourselves. Those who have been forgiven are called to forgive. As a matter of fact, the Lord Jesus himself said that if we would not forgive others, then he would not forgive us. Unforgiveness is a bitter poison. It is drinking poison and expecting it to harm your enemies. But Joseph was a just man. He was a man who understood something about mercy and about grace and about compassion. And so the Bible says that he was not willing to make her a public example. Uh, She would have suffered enough reproach. Being an adulterous woman, people would know when that child came that it was not his, and she would have that so-called scarlet letter upon her. Everyone would know of her sin. Uh, But Joseph was not willing to make her a public example. I thought about the difference in the days of Joseph and Mary and ours. In our day, it seems like sexual sin is not only not frowned upon, but rather it seems as if it is exalted as some good thing. Uh, We have Hollywood actors who uh, push the idea of polyamorous so-called marriages. They try to give them these fluffy terms that water them down and make them not sound so bad. But no, I'll tell you what they are. They're adulterers and adulteresses. They're whoremongers, and God said adulterers and whoremongers he would judge. And uh, they didn't try to fluff it up and flower it up. It would have been a source of shame. Nowadays, you can have uh, children out of wedlock, and nobody bats an eye. Individuals can uh, decide that they don't want to get married, and instead they'll go live together and pretend to be husband and wife and live a life of fornication. And they'll still come to the church, they'll still be welcome, they'll still be able to join and take part in the services and hold offices and live that kind of a lifestyle that God says is abominable. God tells us in 1 Corinthians 6, he gives us a list of sins, uh, of sinful lifestyles, and he says, those that do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the difference in their day was that there was shame and there would have been reproach and there ought to be mercy extended despite the fact that Joseph could do far worse than he would. He made up his mind because he was not willing to make her a public example that he would put her away privily. The Bible said that he was minded to put her away privily. He obviously loved her. He did not wish to heap any more heartache upon her than would come when word got out that she was with child. Therefore, he was minded to take option two and put her away privily. The word translated minded here expresses the fact that he had made his final decision. His mind was made up. He would write her a bill of divorcement, Savor the added heartache of a tumultuous pregnancy at the end of which she may face death. And Joseph saw as the most compassionate option this one. And so he chose this that would allow him to stay in compliance with God's law, yet extend mercy unto Mary. And can I just say today, I'm so glad that God has done a similar thing for us. The Bible tells us that God's law is holy, that God demands perfect righteousness. We understand that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but God devised a great way and a brilliant path whereby He could still enforce the standard of His law, but still extend mercy and compassion upon those upon whom his affection was set. That plan, that device, was none other than the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. God would let his son come and live a life that we couldn't live, a holy, perfect, righteous life. Then his same son would go to the cross, die under the wrath and judgment of God, pay the penalty for sin for everyone that would believe, And now God is just and the justifier of them that believe. What a blessing that God would devise a way whereby his law would not be harmed, his standard would not be compromised, and yet he could show us compassion. That's the mindset Joseph had when he made this decision Uh, Based on the information he had and what he assumed had taken place, and rightly so, this was what he would do. So Joseph's discovery, Joseph's decision. Next time we'll see Joseph's dream. I'm glad God's going to intervene. Till then, it's been Preacher Brandon. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Standing in the Gap. It is my desire that today's episode has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to contact me, my email is bcharrell83 at protonmail.com. That's b-c-h-a-r-r-e-l-l-83 at protonmail.com. You can also reach me by phone at 828-777-4923. Tune in next time for Standing in the Gap.